Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and today we're going to talk about seizing the opportunities inside each moment. As today's guest tells us, life is nothing more than a collection of moments. I have with me Clint Bertucci from Tampa, Florida. Clint is the founder of Traver, a travel company that brings together incredible destinations, bucket list experiences, and like-minded travelers. He's traveled with groups to places like Italy, Greece, Iceland, Thailand, and Peru, just to name a few. He's living the life of his dreams, filled with adventure and friends, but it wasn't always that way. On the hero's journey, there's usually a turn of events that shakes things up and forces us into action. Clint's story includes all of the above, and I am so excited for him to share it with us today. Clint, welcome to the campfire. Hey, thanks for having me, Scott. Very excited to be here. Yeah, Clint, your energy is so infectious. You and I had an awesome conversation a couple of days ago, and I just have been so fired up ever since that conversation to, to have this one today and then get to share it with people. I think the best place for us to start, if you could, is just tell us about Traver. What is Traver? So Traver is an international travel company, and we take groups of people abroad and take them on international trips. Yeah. So what, what kind of, uh, what kind of trips are these and, and who travels with Traver? We have a number of different trips. We have, you listed a few, Peru, Italy, we have a couple different ones and we add more every once in a while, but it could be anybody. The truth is we just want people that have an open mind, want to enjoy life and experience new things and are open to meeting new people and having a great time and making incredible memories. Yeah. So website, your website is fantastic. And we're going to get into some of this, but some of your background is in making travel videos and, you know, really being able to show like visually what the experience is going to be like. Yeah. Your website does that really well. Your trips look like a heck of a lot of fun. I got to tell you that it looks like there's uh, some party involved. It looks like, it looks like a good time. It is. It's a very good time. And you, you know what, there is a little bit of partying, but to be honest, it's more about the experiences. You know, people have free nights and there is a little partying here and there and they do it what they want with that time, but it's more about the experiences and the cultures and stuff. That's really what it's all about. I love it. Well, there's kind of three things that um, that your website sort of uh, highlights in terms of bringing things together. And I mentioned it in the intro, but like incredible destinations, bucket list experiences, and like-minded travelers. I wonder if you yeah. could just touch on each one of those briefly. Like what are some of your favorite destinations and why are those the destinations that you choose to take people to? I go way out of my way to make sure that we pick the best destinations and everything is handcrafted to make sure that people can come together and there's things to do that actually bring people together. Because when you travel, you can create the greatest friendships. You have the opportunity to create the greatest friendships and relationships you could ever possibly imagine. And it really revolves around the places that you go, the things that you do, the things that you see, and 
that's why we handpick everything. And we've done a great job at that. Some of our top ones, Italy, Greece, Thailand, Peru, Iceland. Yeah, everything. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So uh, number two, bucket list experiences. Yep. That goes with it. So those bucket list experiences, when we pick things to do, which everything is optional. So if somebody doesn't want to do something, don't do it. Go do something else. There's a million things to do. But those things that we select, going to see Machu Picchu together, doing sandboarding in Peru, playing with the elephants at the elephant sanctuary with a bunch of incredible people that have the same mindset and outlook on life that you do and experiencing these, you make incredible relationships and have the time of your life. Yeah. And then, so the last one is like-minded travelers, which you've already kind of touched on, but I like, yeah. I can't emphasize enough. I've been on a couple of um, trips with larger groups of people and it just, it's, it's such an amazing experience, especially when it's people that you don't know beforehand, but like, look, can you talk about that? The like-minded people and traveling in a group? Of course. The greatest thing about Traver, hands down is the people and the people that you meet 100%. And the funny thing about it is people, I really appreciate you saying that about the marketing material and the videos and stuff, because we put it out there. It's, it's built with emotion, the emotion that people are feeling when they're on these trips. So when people are looking through the websites and they see ours and they see the videos, they either know right away, oh, that's not for me or, oh my gosh, I'm one of those people. I want to be a part of that. And that's why we draw such amazing people. They see it. They want to be a part of it. And we welcome them with open arms. And so does everybody else on the trip. Yeah, it just, it looks like a lot of fun. Like, is there anything that you can share any kind of stories about like maybe um, transformations that people have experienced coming on one of your trips or maybe feedback you've gotten from past um, clients uh, on the experience that they've had going on one of your trips? One that sticks out the most was, it's pretty dramatic. I mean, not really, but so this girl brings one of her friends from California and the guy is an extreme introvert and you might've had to have been there, but we were in Thailand and he couldn't even go in the water. I mean, this is a grown man. He had floaties on and everything <laughs> and he couldn't even get in the water. And instead of, you know, in certain situations in life, people could be making fun of him and this and that. And he was very embarrassed about it. And it was amazing to see everybody come around as a group and in the, on these trips, everybody understands we're one, man. We are one. I don't care where you came from, what kind of house you have, what kind of car you drive. When we're on these trips, we are all equals and we are a team. And everybody rallied around this guy and they were like, come on, get in the water. And everybody was helping him. And he, by the end of the trip, this guy, his entire persona changed. And then I kept in touch with the girl that brought him. And she said that his life completely changed after the trip, that he was dating girls now and doing all these things. And he started skydiving wow. and all this crazy stuff. So that was a little extreme. We don't see a lot of that, but in general, what normally happens is we have couples, we have little groups of people. We have a lot of solo travelers that come. And what happens with the solo travelers is a lot of them are slightly apprehensive, you know, and we also have experienced travelers and first time travelers, but people will be a little apprehensive. Oh, I don't want to go alone. I don't know anybody, but then they read the reviews and a lot of the reviews are people that came solo and they're like, oh my gosh, I have like 10, 20 new best friends and my life changed. I met all these people and at the welcome dinner, 
everything's changed. They're like, oh my gosh, why was I so scared? These people are amazing and everything is incredible after that. And you have some of the best memories. It's, it's remarkable to see. And I could go on. I have a lot of people that, I mean, I've had relationships that have happened and blossomed into marriages on the tours. I have a lot of people that met on the tours and they are now invited to these people's weddings that they never even knew. I even have a lot of people that come back on the tours with other people that they met on the tours. And then one other thing, which is it's probably one of the things I'm most proud of is we have had a 40 uh, above 40% repeat guest rates since we started every That's single awesome. year for almost 10 years. Yeah. Well, it just speaks to like, the, you know, it's a testimony to the the fun and the experience that they're having. I, I'm curious, like, okay, so I heard you say that when you're on these trips, you said, we are all equals. We are a team. Like everybody was kind of rallying around this guy. Right. I'm just curious, like what, what is it about it's travel, but it's, it's like group travel. Like, what is it about that environment that brings that out in people? Cause I don't, you don't see that as much in day to day, right? Yeah. Like, what is it about the travel experience that brings that out in people? Well, you know what? We try to steer far, far away from the term group travel. And how we do that is we say that, listen, there's plenty of free time. All the activities are optional and nobody's telling you where to be, what you got to do. Everything's optional. You do your own thing. And I think that's one of the ways we, we get so many experienced travelers. But as far as why they act like that and why they act like a team and they rally around each other, I think that one of what I just said is one of the main reasons because there's so many different experiences, a lot of experienced travelers, first time travelers, but the, the way that it's presented at the welcome dinner and everybody's introduced to each other and the activities and the things that we see and do, I just think that it almost just meshes together into a perfect environment to create new friendships and memories. I think it's beautiful. I, I like that you you clarified that this is not group tra group travel yeah. and that people do have that freedom. But but I also just again like having been traveling with other people, I know like when you're in a new place and it's like the environment is sort of foreign. There's a comfort in you know these people that you know. Like even if you can go do other stuff and yeah. be free, you know you can always come back to this core group and there's like a comfort in that. So like you get to experience this yeah. new thing with a group of people that even though you don't know them, like because you're all there together, it helps you to experience yeah. that newness. It's 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 awesome. I agree. I love what you're doing. You know, another thing is when you're there, everything's heightened. All of your senses are heightened. Your excitement's up. Everything's perfect. You're away. You have no worries. So everything is just dialed up by a hundred and it makes it that much better. Yeah, it's great. So obviously you started this company because you love travel. And I'm just curious if you can tell us like, what is, what at being at the head of this awesome company, doing great things for great people, like, what is that like for you? And what is, you know, what is your role in, in these experiences that people go on? Yeah. Um, well, now here's the thing. I didn't always love travel. I didn't, you know, I was somebody at the time I was, I'm, I've always been an entrepreneur, but I had an office and I was one of those people that I was, I truly believed that I didn't have the time to travel. I'm too busy. And that's an excuse for 99% of the time. That's an excuse for everybody. You, you can make the time if you really wanted to, but I was one of those people. I had some crazy stuff happened and yes, I uh, started Traver. And now when we go on the tours, 
for the most part, I, I still go on most of the tours, but not as a tour guide, or we call them travel guides, yep. not as a travel guide. I'm just there kind of to enjoy it. It's for me, it's, it's one of the things I enjoy most in life is going on these tours with people. And I really love it. And I love the people. I feel like the ha- I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I really do feel like that. Yeah. What, what is your favorite part about being on these trips? Like, especially knowing that this is something that you created, that you're, you know, you're the mastermind behind this. The greatest part of being on those trips, hands down, is watching the other people, watching them create those relationships, having the interactions, seeing them grow as people, seeing people that might not have been on a trip and see how they grow throughout the trip. Because you can actually see people growing, even the most experienced travelers. Because a lot of experienced travelers, oh, I only travel solo. But then they try this out and they're like, oh my gosh, this is a whole nother aspect of it that I've been missing. And they see the relationships and the friendships that they can make. And for me to sit back and watch that, and then even better is when I get back and I'm in Tampa and I'm looking on social media and I'm like, oh my gosh, that girl actually flew out to see that other girl in Dubai and they went on another trip together. Or, oh my gosh, look at them in the wedding. Or it's just, it's so awesome to see that. Hey everyone, it's Scott here. This podcast is a passion project for me because I absolutely love adventure. And it's thanks to the effort of my residential real estate team here in Charlotte, North Carolina, that many of you know as the W Realty Group, that this podcast gets funded. This awesome group of people have unmatched levels of competence and caring for our clients. If you know of anyone looking to buy or sell a home, Our team serves the Charlotte, North Carolina market, but we can also help you find an agent anywhere throughout the US or Canada through our highly connected network. When you support our real estate business, you are also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening and thanks for your referrals. Yeah, so inadvertently you've become this connector, but like ultimately is this not just kind of fueled by your original, like this learned desire to travel and this learned love to travel. And we're going to get into that backstory, but yeah, yeah, this is exactly it. And it wasn't, I mean, you know, there was a lot to it. And like you said, we'll get into that, but it really was when all that happened to me, it was, I, I literally changed as a person. And I said to myself, I have to expose the, expose other people to this because other people are living their lives the way that I was thinking they didn't have the time, thinking they didn't have the money. They truly believe that. And the way that my life changed when I broke out of that is I couldn't have asked for anything better to happen in my life. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that you said how you broke out of that. So let's go there Um, because I would love to share this story because, you know, in, in this hero's journey, it's not all roses. It's not all just this like happy path to like all of a sudden I'm traveling. There's, there's a story. And uh, and it's a story people need to hear. So um, can you tell us about that Clint that you um, alluded to earlier, the the pre-Traver Clint? The pre-Traver Clint was, as most young men are, formed to be by society. You know, you think you have to make as much money as you can and there's never enough. And you're really, with society, especially in America, you're taught that. And that's what I was taught. I needed to make as much money as possible. So I was in the home financing industry, the real estate industry, investment, all that stuff. And like I said, never had enough time for travel, this and that. And the market crashed 
pulled right out from under me. I literally lost everything overnight and um, decided to go back to school and study abroad, drop everything. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to study abroad because I've never even, you know, I maybe went to Mexico or something, but I, I have Italian heritage and I said, you know what, I'm going to go to Italy for the first time, went over to Italy, studied abroad, literally had the greatest time of my entire life, changed everything and realized that, wow, like I, I really love this. And I went back for a second session, studied abroad again, no money. I mean, I'm literally running on fumes here. It's crazy. And then at the end of that, you know, the whole, the whole goal to go back to school was to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Cause I didn't want to be in home financing or the real estate industry anymore. And when I did that study abroad thing, I said, oh my gosh, my life has changed. This is unbelievable. I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I know that it's something about the world. And I came back to America, graduated, and I decided to sell everything that I owned and buy a one-way ticket to Florence, Italy. And I flew over to Florence, Italy. No, not really not a lot of money. When I say I sold everything I owned, there was not much left. And uh, so I got over there and um, yeah, you know, you know, you know what happened after that. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to, I want to get into that. So I want, if we can like go back to, you know, and I know it's hard the, when the market crashed, right. And yeah. you had, you had these companies and I think your words were you essentially lost it, all of it overnight. I, I'm, I'm certain that looking back, you see that in a way different light than you did when you were going through it. And okay. I just wonder like what it was like for you then and what it's like for you to look back at that time now. That is such a great question, Scott, <laughs> because at the time when that happened to me, I can't, I, I mean, it was so unbelievably devastating. I mean, you're losing your house, you're losing your career, you're losing everything that you know. And up until now, what you know is money. You need to make as much money and be as wealthy as possible. And you lose every single thing that you've worked so hard for. It's, it seriously is devastating. And I mean, I cannot tell you how worried and stressed I was and it was terrible. And, um, I just remember thinking, this is not me, man. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a pretty laid back guy and I'm seriously freaking out, man. I, I didn't know what to do and it just kept getting worse and worse. And, uh, you know, I did what I did. Looking back now, my entire life has changed and my outlook after having, you know, that's just one lesson. There's hundreds within these years that it went through. But now that I look back, I have become the type of person after living these situations that, man, I am a cool cucumber. <laughs> the craziest thing in the world can happen to me. And I'm like, really like you can't you can't hit any harder than that that's absolutely laughable because i have been through so many things and came out wonderfully and i think um looking back now i know without a shred of doubt that it was the greatest possible thing that could have ever happened in my life so now when something bad happens I'm not, I don't have to convince myself and think, oh, stay positive or anything like that. No, man. I just naturally am like, oh, this could be awesome. I mean, it's <laughs> devastating, but I'm yeah. genuinely thinking I've seen this before. Like this could be absolutely awesome. Just go with it, man. 
and I go with it. And if I, when I go with it and I stay positive, I'm not even kidding you. 99.9% .9 of the time, it turns out amazing. I love it. Okay. So there's a couple stories that you shared with me when we talked on the phone the other day. And these are stories that listeners have to hear. You had some material wealth when you yeah. were in the, the mortgage and the real estate industry. And, and there was like this, uh, to me, kind of a metaphorical transition from that. And one of those stories involved your watch. Can you tell us yeah. about that story? So, you know, I was working hard, making a lot of money. And I went ahead and I, you know, I had the car, I had the house and I bought myself a Rolex. Uh, it was a $10,000 Rolex, which might not be a lot of money to certain people. To me, that was a lot of money. And it symbolized my success and my success was going to grow, of course. And that really meant a lot to me. I was like, wow, I'm on the road to success. And that was great. I had a Rolex. And then when all this stuff happened and I ended up going back to school and studying abroad, I had pretty much no money to study abroad. And I decided to sell my Rolex. And when I sold my Rolex, it was big for me because as I sold it, I promised myself, I said, cause it was life changing. I'm like, I'm going in a completely different direction. And I promised myself right then and there, I will never be controlled by time again. And I will never wear a watch ever in my entire life. And as you can see, you will <laughs> no never watch. catch me with, never catch me with a watch on ever. No timepiece. I love it. Okay. I wonder if we could just go just like one level deeper on this. I will never wear a watch again and I will never be controlled by time again. Can you talk about what that means to you and how you kind of put that into practice? I mean, financially, a lot of people think that they're on this stopwatch that, and, and it's all about security. Everybody, you can never have enough security. Everybody thinks they have to make as much as they can. And the thing about it is what people don't realize it's a rat race truly is because the more money you make and you're making this money, why to buy things, to impress people that don't matter to you. And you don't matter to them if we're being honest for a majority of them. And you're trying to make all this money and the more you make, you're not getting any more secure. You're just spending it. And therefore you have to make more money and it's just a never ending cycle. I love it. Okay. So when you, when you sold that Rolex, I'm just like, I'm kind of envisioning in, the, in your story and I am creating like, you know, metaphor and, and, but like, I'm envisioning you handing over that Rolex to whoever bought it from you. And when you did, like you kind of let go of a piece of yourself there, like the old, yeah. the old part of yourself. Like, do you feel like that when you look back on that time? I 100% did that. Yeah. And it was, I was very aware of what I was doing then and there, letting it go and moving yeah. in a completely different direction. And I got to tell you, there was no map. There was, I had nothing in front of me, nobody telling me, oh, this is what you need to do. I was literally just diving into the abyss and knowing that there's something out there for me and something different and something better. And it's going to be a rough road to get there. And I genuinely, welcomed it with open arms. Yeah. So Clint, um, that's a great story. I love the Rolex story. There's another great story. And so the, the Rolex story is just kind of the start, but you study abroad twice, you buy this one way ticket to Florence and then you get to Florence and then there's an even, even better story where we kind of go down Oh gosh, <laughs> even deeper. So tell, tell us about the, uh, the pastry incident. I've never told this story ever. So I, I, I told you and I've told some friends, but I've never told it publicly. So here we um, go. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm in Florence, Italy, 
that money that I sold everything I owned did not last very long. So I ended up completely broke in Florence, Italy. And when I say broke, I'm talking a negative bank account. And the only money I had was one single Euro to my name. And I'm sitting in a cafe, Cafe Michelangelo in Florence, Italy with one Euro to my name. And I'm thinking, and it was cool because looking back, I didn't really freak out, which was cool. I think a lot of people would have been freaking out, but I'm thinking, all right, this is real. Like, I don't even have a plane ticket home. And what the hell am I going to do? And I'm sitting there and I said, you know what? When I went on those weekend trips, I used to make videos of the weekend trips that I would go on and people always commented, oh, great video. It was so cool. Da, da, da. And I'm, I had a little handheld Sony camera and I thought, okay, let me see if I can do something with this. And right then and there, I made a quick video of the person's cafe. I made, you know, the people eating the food, the food coming out, the pastries. And I edited it real quick and took me about an hour, maybe hour and a half. And I called the owner over and I said, hey, check this out. And I showed him and he said, bellissimo. I said, oh <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, do you want to buy it? And he said, yeah, how much? And I said, 50 euro. And he said, yeah, he gave me 50 euro. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got something jackpot. And then even more, I knew that I had proof of concept then. So mm -hmm. what I started doing, I went all over Florence, all over Rome. I literally made hundreds of videos. Obviously, as I got better, I increased the price. And that was another thing. I had to teach myself how to edit, how to shoot all these things. But what it turned into is I was making videos. I actually went to the study abroad school and I had some of the students even shooting videos for me at some point. But I would go to different hotels, five-star hotels, say, hey, I'll make a video for your place. You know, give me two weeks, uh, you know, that I can stay here, whatever. Then I'd go to different restaurants. I'd make the videos. I'd get paid, obviously. But in addition, I'd say, and also, if you can give me a $200 gift card for your restaurant, then what I'll do is I'll, you know, I'm going to try the food. It'll be better for me to video it. And also, I'll make sure I write you reviews on these 10 websites. So that worked. Then I went to a travel company and at the travel, this was the greatest. I go to the travel company and I said, Hey, I said, you don't even need to pay me. I said, just let me go on your trips for free. I said, I'll shoot some content and I'll make some videos for you. I said, great. So I was going to all these weekend trips, traveling all over, make shooting the videos. And then of course, you know, I ended up guiding a few of them. Now I'm making all these contacts. I'm learning how to make videos, marketing material, and I'm learning to be a tour guide. And I'm having the time of my life completely changing who I am. And at one point I said, oh my gosh, this is absolutely unbelievable. I cannot wait to show other people this. And when I get home, I'm gonna start a travel company. I have all the contacts. I know how to make marketing material. I know how to be a tour guide and I know how to travel. So when I came back, that's exactly what I did. That's amazing. And that, folks, is the story of how Traver comes to be. To be. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. So, <laughs> it. so, so some follow-ups. Um, when we spoke the first time, just to be clear, I'm pretty sure you told me that you spent that last euro on a pastry. Oh, yeah, so I did. <laughs> I, I, I did. I actually bought a pastry. And as I was eating it, I was thinking of what the hell can I do? And yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. So, so here's the thing I I, I kind of want to talk about, um, Clint. You obviously have this burning flame inside of you that says, "Keep going." 
I guess I do. I mean, that shows up, right? And I just wondered if you could kind of speak to that. Like, what does it feel like? What is that? What is that thing inside of you? What does it feel like? If we're being completely honest, up until recently, I knew that it was there, but I never, I'm a pretty humble guy, man. And I, I never gave myself credit at all for the things that I've overcome in life. And a lot of my close friends and family know a lot of things that have happened and that I've overcome. And they have always told me, told me, share those stories, share those stories. And a lot of them, you know, that Euro story, that's the first time I ever told that story. Cause if we're being honest, I was completely ashamed and embarrassed of that. I would never in a million years tell somebody that up until just recently, I never even gave myself credit or recognized what you just asked me. But now that I think that I'm finally able to look back and, you know, give myself a little bit of credit for what I've, what I've been through and overcome, you know, cause we're always growing, you know, you're ne you're never in the clear. That's like, you're always going to have other obstacles. So maybe that's why it's like that, but how is it? I will tell you, I can't, I still can't give myself credit for it. But what I will tell you is this, is that no matter what happens, no matter what kind of adversity, I am going to give myself credit. I'm going to tell you, no matter what kind of adversity I face, I am very, very proud to say that no matter what it is, no matter what or what aspect of life it is, I always, I don't know why, I always remain calm and I always remain positive. And no matter what it is, I will work my ass off until I overcome that adversity. And I thank God for that. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, if, if that wasn't a marketing pitch, because if people are going to go travel to a new country and you're going to be there and and they know <laughs> that that's <correct. laughs> something goes wrong, I'm going to stay calm. I know how to figure it out. I'm going to, I mean, yeah. that's why people travel with you because you make them feel safe. And I really do appreciate that. And that means the absolute world to me. And it really, I, I will say that I do believe that that is true. And it's, it's such an incredible feeling because I am extremely hard on myself and I always have been. And I can't tell you how many times, many times that I've had guests say, it's crazy because I'm even like, oh, wow, they really trust me. But I've had guests say so many times, like, we don't even care. Like, we, we know that we're going to be okay, like that you'll handle it. And, and there's been some sticky situations. It's life, you know, things can come up. For example, we were just in Iceland and there was a, a volcano and it was supposed to erupt and we were we still hadn't we were on our way out there and uh you know you, you see the media and, and they put some fear in people and i i had man I'm, I'm crazy i do crazy research i had already reached out to so many people i knew so many things and um the guests started reaching out and i started reaching out to them and you know i said yeah it's it's we're gonna be fine and uh if it wasn't they know that we wouldn't be going there here's the crazy thing so we go out there we we people think when a volcano erupts it erupts all over the entire country that's not how it works we were in a different city so you know what i mean and and yeah. i had it all measured out but the crazy thing is they trusted me and i loved it and while we were there the volcano did erupt and it was an incredible experience because we got to see it and everybody in iceland was so excited they get crazy excited when the volcanoes erupt and they erupt every three years or so. So we got to see it and we got to experience that. And what a cultural experience. And how many people can say that they experienced right. a volcano erupting? It was so wow. great. You can't, you can't plan that either. No, man. No. <laughs>
Oh man. So Clint, could you just kind of, I know we, you, you kind of gave us the the seeds of how Traver got started, but could you kind of just close the loop from, you know, shooting videos, uh, being a travel host for other companies, then you, so you did come back yeah. and started Traver. Can you could just kind of take us through those last few kind of steps on how Traver actually came to be? You're going to make me tell it all, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell it. And this is big for me. I, I don't do this. I come back to America and yeah, I was, you know, most of the stuff I was living on there was like I said, gift certificates, a little bit of money here and there, staying at hotels, you know, traveling with the travel company. So I come back, I still, my career is gone. You know what I mean? I have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. I want to open a travel company, but you need to have a home and somewhere to live and food to eat in order to do that. So when I get home, I said, you know what? I did videos over there. I speak terrible Italian. I speak great English. I know that I can sell videos over here. I'm fairly decent at it. So I said, let me start a little company up called Branding Cam, shoot some videos, see if I can't get on my feet, and then I'll focus on doing the travel company. The video company started going, doing good and I was like, I don't care how good it does. I, I know what I want to do and it's not videos. I'm not falling into that thing, that category again of chasing my tail. I found my passion and I'm doing it. So I start doing videos and then I had no money. You know what I mean? I'm living on, on scraps basically. Actually living in low income housing and all I had in my low income housing apartment was a bedroom set. The only thing that I kept when I sold everything and a huge whiteboard. And that's all I did. I worked 24 seven out of that apartment planning how to build up Traver while I was doing the videos. I'm not a technical guy. I couldn't even hire someone to build the website. So I literally had to learn how to build websites. So the first website we had, I had to build my own website. I made my own marketing material. I planned all the trips. I would, you know, I'm doing the videos and I telling everybody I'm gonna do the, Traver, the, well, it wasn't Traver. I was going to do a travel company and I'm in the gym one day and this guy says, oh, hey, how's the travel company? What's going on with that? And I said, no, no, I'm going to do it. Da, da, da. And he's like, man, he's like, you know, you've been saying that for a year. And I thought, oh my gosh. I said, I've actually become one of those people. One of those people that tells you I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And they never do it. And I was so embarrassed. And the only, I'm gonna tell you, I had everything planned out. The only reason I didn't do it, and this is true, was because I couldn't come up with a damn name. Coming up with a name is hard. So I said, I will, I refuse to be one of those people. The next day I incorporated and I called it Tucci Travel. I absolutely hated the name, but I said, you know what? I can change the name and having a terrible name is much better than being one of those people. So <laughs> I did, I did Tucci Travel. And I, I could have went into the next year and waited, oh, wait till 2016 or whatever. And I said, no, 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 I'm doing it this year. So I did a trip, Italy, it was great. Again, the money situation, and this is sacrifice, man. You have to do this, and I, I, I know this. I had no money, so I had to sometimes to go to Italy. Normal, normal flight to Italy is maybe 14 hours. I was taking 35 to 40 hour flights just because those were the only flights I could afford to provide these trips. Yeah. I was going over there because I have to go over early. I'd yeah. have to go over early and run through every city and do all these things. I was staying in the most disgusting hostels. I'm talking $10, $15 hostels. And then I'm meeting up with the guests and we're staying in great spots. And they're like, <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm like, oh man, you should have, I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. I was staying in, 
terrible, terrible places just to make it happen. And, you know, all the things that I experienced in Florence and after getting my getting kicked, I, I knew that, listen, man, you, you have to go through the terrible in order to get where you need to go. And I, I, I embraced it, man. And then that was it. Trevor was up and running. I love that. You just said you have to get through the terrible to get where you want to go. It's yeah. a great quote. I love that. You are an entrepreneur. You had uh, you had several businesses in financial services. Then um, now you've got a travel company. You've got another company that you're working on right now, Tampa Golf Cart Tours. Can you tell us about that? So I do. It's uh, We actually just opened up in our second city, which is in St. Pete. Very proud of that. And it's a great company. Number one tour in Tampa on TripAdvisor. Uh, nice. Love it. And it, it was pretty cool the way that came to is uh, – I was on a personal trip in Costa Rica with a bunch of friends and we rented golf carts. Never rented a golf cart in a city before. We rented, had such a great time and, I'm, and I love Tampa. And I'm thinking, why the hell do we not have this in Tampa? So I'm like, yeah, you know what? When I get back to Tampa, I'm gonna buy a golf cart and see if it rents. If not, I'll resell it and lose what, you know, a thousand bucks, whatever. And I get home, I buy the golf cart and I rent it and it's renting out like crazy. But the people are coming back drunk beating up the golf cart. And I'm like, I can't do it. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, hold on a minute. I design international tours in all sorts of different cities. I'm like, why don't I just design a tour in Tampa and offer tours on golf carts? So I sold the four seater, bought an eight seater, and that's what happened. And now we're up and running and it's going great. And we're going to keep going into many, many cities. Amazing. So Tampa golf cart tours, what is a tour? What does a typical golf cart tour look like? Not toot my own horn, but I am pretty good at designing tours. And yeah. obviously Tampa is my hometown. So the tour is truly incredible. It is a great tour and it's extremely thorough. So we basically take them on the golf cart all through the city. And it's, you know, some history, some fun facts, where to go, the different uh, ways to get around, a little bit of everything. And then of course, you know, any questions they have, we fill in the blanks. But it is just a great time for people that not only live here or people that are visiting. And people seem to really love it. So, I, and I love this. And you're expanding. You guys, um, you know, are looking at, at additional cities. So, I certainly encourage people to check out Tampa Golf Quarters if you're in Tampa and then look out for some other locations. I'm curious, you know, you've been through a whole life of these entrepreneurial experiences and you went through that transition period with the Rolex and kind of giving up the material things. But I am just curious, you know, you did go through a period where those financial services businesses experienced that crash. Do you ever worry that, cause you're an ambitious guy, like now you've got travel and you've got the golf cart tours. Like, do you ever worry about that, that same sort of path happening again with your businesses and what are you doing to make sure that that doesn't happen? Do I worry about it actively? No, I really don't. I'm pretty, no, not at all. But I am way, way more prepared than <laughs> I would have been back then. And, you know, that's that's part of it. A lot of these people that, with, that you see with a lot of money, I'm not talking negative about them, but a majority of them, if we're being honest, are probably overextended mm -hmm. because they've developed this lifestyle and this persona, especially with Instagram and you know, now they have to keep that up. They have to show the car. They have to show this. Me, dude, I have none of that. I could care less. 
I don't eat out a lot. I don't even drink. I don't drive a crazy car. I drive a nice car. You know, I live in a modest place. I spend my money on experiences and experiencing life. So if that does happen, I have a couple avenues that revenue streams that, you know what I mean? I, I really don't have to worry about that as much. And I'm not going to be caught with my pants down with all this debt or, you know, the crazy million dollar house or, you know, 150,000 or whatever kind of car and the, the $10,000 watch. So no, I'm, I'm <laughs> been there, I'm done really, that. <laughs> yeah. I've been there, done that, man. That's not, no, not even close. I will never go down that path again. What motivates you now in business? Well, luckily what motivates me in business, you know, it's, it's hard. Cause one is more, it depends which business, but in general for all of them, and I'm very, very, very thankful for this. It's really not the money. I know that it's definitely not the money. The money, if it comes, that's great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable and that's wonderful. I get to travel as often as I want. What motivates me is people, especially in Traver, just making a difference in people's lives, giving them that opportunity and not only getting to share that with them, getting to meet them, but even in a golf cart thing. I mean, we're providing a great experience and yeah, man, it's, it's making life better. It's, it's, that's what motivates me. It's definitely not the money. I will tell you that. Yeah, man. It sounds like fun. It just sounds like the golf cart tour in Tampa. That sounds like fun traveling to international destinations with awesome people. It just yeah. sounds like fun. I enjoy it. I really do. Yeah, I'm very man. happy. I've had, you know, there's been a lot of personal growth too over these years combined with that, but I have to say that I am the most content and happy I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, that, that says it all. Very thankful. Listen, we talked about uh, the loss of your first companies as being like really pivotal. I think you said it, that it was one of the most pivotal, important things that happened to you in your life, even though it didn't feel that way when it happened. But I'm curious for people that are listening that maybe have experienced something like that, or maybe they're going through hard times right now. Maybe they don't see the end point that you now see in hindsight. What advice would you have for people that, as I said, are either maybe going some, through some really hard times right now or just went through them? What's your advice? A lot of people see everything on social media now and they see the greatest of everybody or what they want to perceive themselves as. And what people don't understand or realize is that no matter, in most cases, that extremely successful person worked his ass off to get where he is going. It didn't just happen in most cases. And that's the thing, if you're in a bad spot or you're in an okay spot, but you wanna be somewhere else, man, listen, the, the goal and the bottom line is stay positive and work hard. It is not going to work. It's not going to go anywhere unless you work your ass off. That's all the best people and all the people that have things that they're proud of and are in a place where they want to be. They have worked their ass off, but you don't see that on social media. So they don't think it. They're like, oh, wow, he's so lucky. This and that. No, nah, man, I guarantee you that person busted their ass. So to sum it up, do not give up. Do not give up and stay positive and bust your ass as hard as you can. I love it. Oh man. We might have to change the title of this episode to bust your ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Clint, how can people travel with you or find out more about your businesses? So the golf cart tours, feel free, you know, come on down to Tampa. I, I, 
I don't really guide the tours very often, um, but we would love to have you on a tour. TampaGolfCartTours.com or StPeteGolfCartTours.com. And then for Traver, it's a little more difficult, but it is possible. If you do want to uh, take a trip with Traver, we release all of our tours to our VIP and our past guests first. Okay. And then if there is any, if there are any seats remaining, we open that to the public and that doesn't happen very often. But if you do want to be a part of what we have going on and you think it'd be a good fit, please sign up for the email or shoot either Traver or Clint Bertucci on Instagram, a personal note and say, hey, put me on the VIP early release list for whatever trip and we'll see if we can't get you in there. I love it. Thank you for that. Okay, Clint, you have lived an epic life and I know there's a lot more to come, but you know, from the financial crash that we, that many of us experienced back in 2008, all the way through to your studies abroad and your experiences in Florence and then coming back and creating Traver, Hollywood is going to find out about you and they're going to make a movie about you at some point. And I want to know who's going to be the Hollywood actor that's going to play you in your movie. <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Leo, man. It's got to be Leo. Leo. I, love I would it, love man. that. <laughs> it would be amazing. Oh, yeah, man. Okay. Amazing. Leo is going to be the star. And what is the movie going to be called? Redemption. Redemption. Redemption starring Leo. <laughs> Leo DiCaprio. Oh, man. Redemption Leonardo starring DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. I yeah. love it. I'm going to watch that movie and it's going to be amazing. Clint, this has been a really fun conversation. I really appreciate, I know you've shared some stories for the first time today and I'm super grateful for that. Uh, they are inspiring stories and I know that they're going to move a lot of people. They're going to help a lot of people. So I really do appreciate your time today. For those listening, I hope you've been inspired today as much as I have. Hope Clint's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell, or just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thanks for listening. Clint, thank you so much for being of here. Of course, my friend. Thank you for having me, Scott.